What can an axe teach you about how to be of massive service to God and how to effectively live as a kingdom servant? Stay tuned. Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast is a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong and also to leave a nightlight on for you. Tonight's nightlight is out of John chapter 1 and verse 29. John the Baptist sees Jesus coming unto him, and he saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. I believe probably the missing note in modern Christianity is an emphasis on the work of Jesus Christ. I'm afraid instead of lifting up the Lamb, we lift ourselves up, and that's a danger. Uh, sort of the cult of personality takes place within the United States of America and the American church. Now, I, I know that personality factors into all that we do. You, I am who I am, you are who you are, and God uses our personality in, in profound ways. But I don't know that personality should be the center of it. Um, in fact, John, they, there were those that were trying to intimate at least that John was the Messiah. They were thinking that he was the one that was coming and people were beginning to make hints and sort of push him that direction and his response was, I'm not even worthy to unlatch Jesus' shoes. Uh, there's going to come one greater than I and he's going to, I baptize with water, he's going to baptize with fire. There's going to be a, a winnowing fire that's going to burn the chaff and the draw. Somebody's coming so much greater than me that I can't even describe him to you. That's an amazing thing. And I think we need to follow the ministry pattern of John the Baptist in whatever we do. I kind of want to leave an example with you of Samuel Beringle. Samuel Beringle was famous in the Wesleyan Holiness Movement. He originally was, I believe, a Methodist pastor of what in that time would have been a, a megachurch. It was a massive church, and he was a popular preacher. People came from all over to hear him preach, but he had a desire to do a highway and hedges kind of ministry. He wanted to do something uh, with the Salvation Army that William Booth had started and was reaching the alcoholics and the prostitutes and those that were on the streets and on the margins of society. And so he resigned his megachurch and he went and became a part of the Salvation Army. And of course, he thought that when he became a part of the Salvation Army, he would sort of uh, already be recognized for the work that he had already done uh, for his preaching acumen and that sort of a thing. And when he started with the Salvation Army, he started out as a private. And what he found himself doing was digging latrines, cleaning mud off of boots, and uh, digging, digging latrines and ditches and simple, you know, physical kind of work that certainly he wouldn't have had to do had he still been the pastor of the megachurch. And uh, he realized that that was for to humble him and help him to understand that God was everything and he was nothing. Uh, the, the other quote that comes out of John the Baptist that's a famous quote is out of John chapter 3 and verse 30 and it says he must increase talking about Jesus but I must decrease talking about himself and his idea was that Jesus was the one that was to be magnified Jesus was the greater than and he was the lesser than you guys know in math that that arrow is a greater than lesser than symbol and so the 
<clears throat> he wanted to sort of symbolically help everybody to understand he was lesser than the Messiah. He wasn't worthy to tie his shoes or untie his shoes. He didn't feel worthy to baptize him, but Jesus said to suffer, suffer it to be so, to fulfill all righteousness. Then later on in his ministry, he uh, he was street preaching and uh, and really out there working with those that were on the margins of society. And as happens when you're working with those on the margin of society, you're often ill-treated for the work that you do. Somebody, after one of his sermons, threw a brick and hit him in the head, and he convalesced uh, for some months after that. I mean, it was debilitating. It was a heavy blow. And uh, while he was convalescing, he wrote a book called Helps to Holiness. It's a, a classic within the Wesleyan holiness community. It's a very little book, but it's a very practical, powerful uh, pamphlet, really, on, on this concept of, of how to develop holiness in your life and what that means. And he used to say later, had there been no little brick, there would have been no little book. He had a way of viewing those things that were happening to him in context of the greater good that Christ was trying to accomplish within the kingdom. And so he understood that even suffering on his part, humili being humiliated on, on his part, was something that caused Christ to be magnified. So Christ must increase and Samuel Bringle must decrease. And then later in his ministry, when he became recognized as a, as a great preacher within the Salvation Army and, a, and one who had powerful influence over a lot of people, people were be, again beginning to sort of give him praise and he deflected it. He, he wouldn't accept it. And, and he said, he used the illustration of an ax and he said, if you take an ax and you, you, the ax can't brag about the trees that it's felled. He said, it's the woodsman that felled the trees. He said the woodsman made the axe, the woodsman sharpened the axe, the woodsman wielded the axe, and then when the axe is no longer of any service to the woodsman, it, it will be cast aside in nothing more than scrap iron. And he understood that he was merely an instrument within the, the kingdom of God. And I, I hope that maybe you and I will understand our value and worth as sons and daughters of God is immense. But our understanding of who we are in the context of God, we should find ourselves like Isaiah, prostrate and falling down in front of God as dead, comparing ourselves to God. You know, that we, uh, there's one God in the universe and we're not it. He, he, we're not him. God is God. And so I hope the lesson of the Acts and uh, John the Baptist uh, a biographical lesson of Samuel Bringle's lesson will help us as, as we determine how to move forward in this era that tends to elevate personality when the reality is we need to be saying, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Jesus is all in all. He's the, the promises of God made real to us. He's the power of God manifest to us. He's the, he's the way, the truth, and the life that gets us to God and gets us through this stinking old sin-cursed world. And he needs to be exalted in these last days. Dear Lord God, I thank you for these dear believers that are with me. I pray that we'd learn the lesson of the Acts, and I pray that you'd help us to learn uh, what John the Baptist was trying to teach us when he magnified you and minimized himself. Help us, whatever kind of highways and hedges ministry we get involved in, to have a right understanding of how we fit into it. God, not that we're unimportant, but that we are a tool that you're going to use to accomplish your kingdom purposes. And we are no more, no less than that. And, and God, we thank you that you have chosen to use us in some fashion to speak your word, to proclaim your name. 
And God, I pray that we be faithful in that. Watch out over these that are under the sound of my voice. God, I know there are some that are listening to me that are going through the most traumatic time of their life. And I'm asking God that you settle them down and allow them to reorient on you and to find out what you would have them to learn and do in this season of despair. God, draw us close to you. Help us to have a good night tonight as we rest. Let your presence be profound as we sleep tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening.